Praise God. Who's excited to hear the word of God? Who's excited to, to be in the house of God? God is good. Amen. Who hears God's speaking? Raise your hand. Who's, who hears God speaking to them? Whoever heard God speaking through the word or in church or through somebody? God is speaking. God is not silent. Our God is not silent, but God is speaking, and he's speaking really loud in our hearts. And the difference is some people listen and some people don't. It's simple, but it makes all the difference in the world. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the last, you know, I don't know, weeks or a couple of weeks, a couple of times we were talking about this one word that um, we hear a lot about is the truth. Dennis preached last time about the, the, the truth of God and, and the, all these lies and these deception things that the world is just presenting and filling the minds of people. And then Pastor Dima um, preached about the truth and what is God's truth and that Sometimes God's truth, well, most of the time, all the time, God's truth is not even close to what we think the truth is. And I want to kind of talk about the truth as well. Because <laughs> it's, it's, in our day and time, this is, this is vital. The truth, to know the truth, the Bible says, to know, you know, when you hold to my word, Jesus said, when you hold to my commands, you will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And it's important for us to know the truth. And I believe that we do know the truth. A lot of us, we hear the truth and we know the truth. And well, we, we know with our minds. Some of us know it with our hearts. And what I want to talk about is that I... Let's, you guys can sit. I, I want to just pray real quick and then I'll continue. God, I just, I surrender my heart to you. God, I surrender my mouth, God, my mind. I give you all the glory, God. I thank you for this word, God, that you've given in my heart. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would transfer this word into every single heart. God, I pray that you would speak through me with clarity. I pray for your anointing, God. I thank you that you anointed me to speak your word, God, and I pray that your word would reach deep into every single heart, that you would reveal your truth to us, God, that you would show us something, God, that would change us. We praise you, we thank you, and we honor you, our Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I named my sermon, Love the Truth. Love the Truth. Now, I want to begin with just, I won't read a lot, but just a couple of, um, couple of verses from Matthew chapter 5. It's the Sermon on the Mount. And just, I want to begin with just uh, a sermon of Jesus, of God presenting his truth, of, of God's word and what God sees as the truth. Blessed are the poor in the spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons of God. And on and on. And the whole chapter is just Jesus just preaching. He's just, he's laying it out. What is the truth? What, what God views as, as the standard, as, as the foundation for our life. And so he lays it out. And there's other parts where Jesus said there's a lot, a lot of times the truth is, when you, when you read this, it's, it's really, it's not easy to just say, oh, yeah, you know, and accept it and live that way. It's not easy to live that way. And then there's times where Jesus says, you know, deny your, deny your life, carry, uh, take up your cross and follow me. Or, you know, who will not hate their mother and father or, or, and not, is not worthy of me. And so all these things, it's the truth. This is the word of God and Jesus spoke the truth. And though we agree with it, we're like, yeah, that is the truth. Yeah, it's, 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 we have to do that. And I had a conversation with uh, one person and, you know, he's not living a, you know, a godly life. And I was talking to him and I'm like, you know, I'm telling him this, this is the truth. And he's like, yes, I know, I know, yes. So he wasn't denying it. He's like, I know it's the truth. But he's like, why won't you? Just take the truth and, and go with it. Why, why don't you change? Why don't you just, I don't know. You know, and a lot of times I realize we can hear the truth. We can agree with the truth. But the truth does not set us free. But the word of God says that if you hold to my teaching, then you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So the key, I, I want to make an emphasis on the word hold. If you hold to the teaching. Now, I know I knew another person, it's really interesting, but uh, um, so he had this car, had this really old car, you know, got it for really cheap, but he really liked it. In fact, I think he loved it. That's, that's like he, he loved this car. And it would break on him all the time. It was a Mazda. You know, Tolik knows about Mazdas. And it would always break on him. He would fix it. He would like crash it. He'll fix it. But he would always drive this car. And, and it, it, would, it would cost him more to fix this car than the, what his car is worth. And... Yeah, I always told them, I'm like, man, why don't you just go get rid of it and get another car? Why do you just, you know, I don't know. I just love it. I lo love this car. And I couldn't understand that. But I realized we hold on to the things that we love. No matter whether it's, you know, it's beneficial to us, if, if there's any reward in that or not. We hold on to these things that we love. But we know that in truth we have a great reward. If we hold on to that truth, we will be free. 
And I believe that when we hold on to the truth and we will know the truth, the know, when we know the truth, it will set us free. But when we love the truth, it, it's something more than just knowing the truth. And in Corinthians chapter 13, Paul says, he describes, you know, the gifts and the, the functions of the church and the gifts of the spirit. And, and then he says, but I will show you the most excellent way, even a greater way. So we know the truth, and, but there's something greater that God wants. God wants us to know the truth first. And we do know it because we hear it. We hear it on Sundays. We hear it on Fridays. We hear it when we read our Bible plans. We hear it when we pray and the Holy Spirit rebukes us or comforts us or gives us a word. We hear God's word. And it's a lot easier to accept a, a comforting word or something encouraging. But when we get rebuked, what about that? And it's interesting. When you read, when we read the Bible, we read... Um, when Jesus was walking, he rebuked his disciples a lot. And he rebuked people a lot. He would speak the truth to them straight. And only a very small part of those people stayed with them. Only 12 of them grabbed on to that truth. Well, in the beginning and then later, they, more added. But... Only a small portion of the people that ran after him actually grabbed to the truth, even though it didn't make sense, even though it wasn't comfortable, even though it didn't make, it was just, it was against everything that they thought was the truth. But they grabbed onto it. And later we see the, the apostles, we see the people that, that, we see Stephen that was filled with the Spirit of God. And so, God, when we hear the truth, God wants us to not only know the truth, but to know the truth and then grab onto it. Grab onto it more than anything else in our life. To love the truth so much. When we love something, we grab onto it and we won't give up for nothing. When we love our children, we'll, we will hold on to our children. When we love our wives, we, we hold on to our wives. When we love our family, our, our, our parents, our brothers, our sisters, we hold on to them. We're, we're not going to let anything destroy it or harm it. And so the greatest, the greatest way is love. And the truth, when we love the truth, it will not just set us free, but it will help us to walk in freedom and in victory. Because knowing the truth will just set you free, but you still got to keep walking. You still got to keep walking in that freedom. And for you to continue to be victorious and not be defeated, is you got to be able to just grab on and love the truth. Love the Word of God. Love when even... In a situation when, when you get rebuked or, or somebody says something that cuts deep, that's, you know, just cuts your flesh. And that's really what the truth does. The truth of God cuts to the flesh. It is going to be repulsive to the flesh. It will be against the flesh, but it will always be pleasing to the spirit. 
And even in those situations, I know when, when we will love the truth, we will see the beauty, we will see the goodness, even in that rebuke that cuts us sharply. I had a situation where, you know, one person just said something to me, and, and it, it cut me deep because I, I was like inside of it. I, was, I didn't agree to it, and, and I knew that, you know, it wasn't true. You know, and, but I remember I was just still kind of, you know, I was just going after God, and I'm like, God, you know, like, this person just said something to me, but I know it's not true. I know that, you know, I know the truth, and it's inside of me, and I know what is true. And I, I'm, I'm praying to God, and in that process, I re, God just started to, I started to examine my own heart. And I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on, okay, if this person said that. And I'm like, maybe it is true. And I started to kind of, and then, and then I started to pray. I'm like, God, is this really true? Test my heart. And I started to pray that prayer where David says, test my heart. God, is this really true? Is this what this person said? Is that really? Was, and then, and that, I saw the beauty in that because I realized that because the person rebuked me, it caused me to start digging inside my own heart and start t- and asking God to test me. And then I started to see what is really inside my heart. What is really, what are my motives? What is, what is, what is really hidden inside my heart? And if, and if the, it is the truth or if it's not the truth, if it is the truth, then that's an opportunity for us and for God to change us. If it's not the truth, then either way, it's an opportunity for us to test our heart. To allow God to check our heart. Loving the truth will save us. It will bring us to our salvation. I want to read. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. I'm using the real Bible. I haven't got to the advanced um, advanced iPad type of Bibles. So I'm old school. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. <clears throat> and in very sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing, they perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Now, what I want to say to right now is just make an emphasis on they refused to love the truth. They refused. So, in this situation, Paul writes that the people that he's talking about, so they knew the truth. They knew the truth because they had a choice. When God speaks to us, in the sermon, when we're praying, when we're reading the Bible, when we're just, you know, driving in the car and the Holy Spirit says something to us. Or if some, you know, a leader or a pastor or a God-fearing person rebukes you or says something, you know, you're prideful or, you know, you're not doing that right or, you know, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be saying this. When somebody speaks the truth or God speaks the truth, when we hear the truth, We're always faced with a choice. And 
And what do we choose? Do we refuse to love the truth, to accept it and love it and grab hold of it and, and allow that truth to change us, to do something inside of us? Or we refuse? And a lot of times we can hear the truth, we can know about the truth, but when we refuse to love the truth, it doesn't do anything to us. It might free you for a short period of time, but if you don't continue, and only in love we can continue, only in love we can continue to hold on to that truth. And so they refused to love the truth and so to be saved. Love is a choice. Yes, it's a gift of God, but God, God gives to the, those who are hungry, who are thirsty, who are, who are asking. God says, ask and you shall receive. And, you know, he, he had a, a parable or about a, a poor, a poor uh, I think a widow that was begging a judge and she was relentlessly, she was continuing to run to the judge. And so we, when we ask God, it's not, we say, oh, okay, God, I'm just going to ask you, okay, God didn't give me any love, so I'm just, you know, oh, well. When God, when God wants us to ask, he wants us to ask with relentlessness, wants us to, to, to put all of our heart and strength into it. And so it's our choice. Love is a choice that we make. And so what do we choose to do when we hear the truth? And we hear it very often. When we refuse to love the truth, our freedom will not last for too long. If we don't hold on to the truth and cherish the truth with love and great care, then we will lose it. And that's interesting because there is a lot of Christians, right? But they, they call themselves Christians. And maybe at one point they were. And they, they were in the truth. They knew the truth. And they were free. But how do you... How do they get to a point where the truth no longer, no longer sets them free anymore? Because they refuse to love the truth. We can have the truth at one point. We can, we can have this understanding. But unless it is dissolved with love, unless we take hold of it, the truth will, you know, it might, it, it might set us free once, twice, but eventually we'll lose it because we don't hold on to the truth. We don't value it. God's plan for us is not just so we can be free for some, just some time, but that we would be victorious in his freedom every day in working out our salvation and be changed from glory to glory. The truth is the foundation for love. No truth, then there is no love. 
It's interesting because I, when I was kind of preparing, and I realized that without the truth, take away the, 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 the truth of God, that love, godly love, we're talking about godly love because the world's love, we know it's based on, love, on lust. Its foundation is lust and it's not really a foundation. It's a foundation of sand. It disappears like this. But the foundation of God's love is in the truth. Because if we, how do we love our neighbor if we don't love the truth? We can only love the people in our lives the way God intends us to love them, the way God wants us to love people. Only in the light of the truth, only through the truth, only by the truth, we can love the people the right way, God's way. When we read thir- uh, Corinthians 13, and Paul describes the attributes of love, these are the foundational truth. And we're only able to love people only through that truth. And so, you know, we, we cannot say, oh, we just, we, we got to love people and love everybody. No, we got to love the Lord our God first. And then we love our neighbor. Why? Because th- we know we cannot love our neighbor unless we know the truth. We love the truth. And that tr- truth sets us free and it will set our neighbor free. It will set our families free. It will set our friends free. If I don't love the truth, then how can I love my neighbor when he's perishing and going to hell? I can't because, you know, I wouldn't care that he's going to hell because I don't love the truth. I don't, you know, the word of God says this is how you get your salvation. Through repentance. Through surrender. Through obedience to the word of God. But if we say, oh, you know, uh, you know I love this person. I don't want to offend him. I don't want to say anything. You, you don't love him. And you don't have love. Because you're not in the truth. Because you have to love the truth first. Love the Lord your God first. And then you can love your neighbor. Then you can love people. Then you can show the truth and speak the truth to people around us. And I, and I know that <clears throat> when we love the truth, we'll speak about it. Like Ramil was saying right before I came out, he said that he, just, he can talk about God all day long, all night long. And it's the greatest conversations that happens when you have love for God. When you have love somebody, you'll talk about them all the time. And it's, it's easy. It's, 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 it's joyful. You're rejoicing when you're talking about somebody that you love. It is, it is pleasing. And so I believe that when we begin to love the truth, it's not going to be really hard for us to speak about it anymore. Because I know sometimes it's so hard to just, you know, just start, you know, you know you need to say it, but you're fighting inside and you're like, 
And the greatest power is love. And when we love the truth, it compels us. It says love compels us. Love compels us. It's the power that compels us to speak the truth, to love the people that God sends into our lives according to his word, according to the truth. In Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6 says, Love rejoices in the truth. So unless, how do we have a, what is the evidence of love? What is the evidence of love in our lives if we actually have God's love? Is if we rejoice in the truth, if we're able to, if when we hear the truth, when we hear God's word, even though it cuts deep, even though it's, it's sharp, like a double-edged sword that cuts deep and it divides, but we rejoice. Our flesh is suffering, our flesh is getting crucified, but our spirit is rejoicing. Because love rejoices in the truth. And John, I believe it's Second uh, John. I had it written down somewhere. <clears throat> oh, I think I didn't write it down. But anyways, the second John said that it is great joy that my children are in the truth. And we know that John is the apostle of love, so he talks about love so much. And he loved the truth, but then because he loved the truth, he transferred that love, that truth to, to, to his children, to, to the people that he served. And then when he sees that they're walking in the truth, that they're, they didn't just get free, but they're walking, they're being, they're staying, they're holding on to the truth. He's like, I'm rejoicing. And that is what love is. That is the power of love, is when we rejoice in the truth, even though it's not easy to swallow, it's, it cuts, it's uncomfortable, it's, it sometimes doesn't, we don't understand it. We don't like it. Our flesh doesn't like it, but the spirit is rejoicing because we know that God is doing something. We know that God is changing us. And I want to pray. I want to ask. I, this, is, this is for me as much as I'm, I'm telling you this. I, every time we, 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 I read the word of God, I, I hear the God's word, I hear the truth, and, and it's like, I'm like, God, Somewhere it's changing my life, but God, I, I want the truth to do more in my life. And so when I began to just pray, and, and then God, I don't know, God just opened it up. He said that you, my truth is meant for you to love and to hold on to. And so... God gives. God gives love. God gives gifts. God gives according to his will. He gives what we ask. 
So if we, if we pray according to these truths, if we pray according to God's truth, God answers according to God's word. And in Psalm 25, I just want to read real quick from Psalm 25 and in Psalm 19, but just Psalm 25, verse 5. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are my God, my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. Remember, O Lord, your great mercy and love. It's this prayer of David. And he's asking, he's a God, guide me according to your truth and teach me. For you are my Savior. So David, in Psalm 19, he says that he loved the Word of God. He loved to meditate. He loved the truth of God. He wrote so many songs. The whole Psalm 19 is about the Word of God and how much he loved it, how, how amazing it is, how powerful it is. And so... What I want to pray, guys, I want to pray about that we would have this love for the truth, that God would do something in our hearts, that we would, that we would overcome whatever walls or things that are inside there that are not allowing us to grab a hold of the truth and to hold on to it. I also want to pray for when we grab a hold of this truth, that God would continue to give us strength to hold on, continue to, to give us strength. Because he says, who puts hope in the Lord, God renews their strength. Those who put hope in, in the Lord, God renews their strength. And I, I know that we need the strength. We need the power of love. There's great power in, in God's love. And we need to love the truth. We need to hold on to the truth that we hear. If we're, if we're not hearing the truth, if we're rejecting the truth, then we need to start accepting the truth. If we're accepting the truth, we need to learn to love the truth. With that, let's just, let's just stand up. I also want to pray that God would give us strength that even though when it feels and seems like impossible to just to 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 love the truth whether it's you know somebody speaking the truth to you and it's so hard for you to just accept it or or to 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 actually to take that truth and love it and say this is good this is this yes i I, it hurts but it's the truth and i know it's the truth because because it is according to god's word and 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 god God is telling me this. I know the Holy Spirit a lot of times rebukes and, and tells me 
things that I need to change, things I need to work on. And, and I want to pray that God would give us strength, even when it seems like so hard to accept the truth, to make those decisions, to make the decision to love the truth. Because the truth is, is always going to, it's going to contradict with our flesh, with our feelings, with our desires. Let's pray. God, we praise you, God. We thank you, God, that you have given us your word.